episode 39, the 10-year tenacious journey to becoming a nurse. So for those who don't know me, I love quotes. I love inspiration. I love things that continue to empower me to keep going. So one of my favorite quotes is by Harriet Tubman. And the quote says, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. My next guest is a definition of that quote. I have watched her in her strength, in her patience, in her passion to become a nurse. She is one of my greatest friends, and I have been so honored and blessed to be by her side to watch her journey. And I even told her, once you become a nurse, you've got to come back on my podcast because people have to hear your story. It's empowerful and it's impactful. And it's a reminder that when you have something in your heart, you have a great dream that you can continue to achieve those goals, no matter the setbacks. And I'm telling you, this, this, this sister of mine is going to share some of her setbacks, her challenges, her failures, and where she is now. And you don't want to skip a beat on this episode because she is giving details. I mean, she's telling us how much new grads are making how to really bargain for a position that you want, and so much more. So let's go ahead and hop into this conversation with my wonderful guest, Ms. Shakira Briscoe. So I wanted to really just hop into this conversation. Please tell me, why did you choose nursing? Like, what was it that sparked in your heart that said, yep, this was the pathway that I wanted to go on? Uh, I think, I mean, because I've always loved science growing up as a kid, but um, I did an internship at UT Southwestern in Dallas one summer because I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. We so, all got the same. Yeah, <laughs> you know how that is. So, um, and during the internship, I was shadowing the doctor. And that particular summer, I'm not sure if people really remember, but there was a family um, in Plano who was actually hit and killed head on by a drunk driver coming home from mm. church on a Sunday. And they were really good friends and neighbors with that particular doctor. So he took off. He was like, hey, I'm going to be off. So you can either be off or, I mean, you can work with my nurses if you want to work with my nurses. I want to be off. I mean, you know, so I was like, cool, I'll work with the nurses, see what they're doing. And then I figured out everything that I thought (laughs) I wanted to do as a doctor that's what the nurses do. Mm. They're really with the patients. Um, I mean, if my nurses are out there, they know that. Um, the doctors, they see their patients. They talk to their patients. But that time is limited. But that actual one-on-one care that you give to nurture, the nurses do that. And so literally after that internship, I was like, you know what? Nope, that's it. I want to be a nurse. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it also highlights the importance of you know, really being able to shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have this need to. thought of what we think a yeah. profession does, but really getting either mm-hmm. it's a family friend or anyone that you know in the healthcare for real, like yeah. actually getting to shadow them and yeah. seeing what they really do. You need to, I definitely encourage anyone to shadow in any profession, but especially in healthcare, because sometimes what the perception is, is not always the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that out firsthand. Um, you know, I just always thought I want to be a doctor. I want to help people, and doctors do help people. They help, they create treatment plans and everything. But if you're a person that you want to physically <laughs> see care for someone, that's a nursing that's aspect, a nursing not mm-hmm. the doctors. I know sometimes we don't do so well on on even showcasing that. I know a lot of people yeah, think that the doctors do, do exactly everything. what they see on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no, no. And, uh, <laughs> 
not true. Yeah. But um, so since this passion for nursing um, and you got to experience that through an internship and, and live mm-hmm. on what they do, tell me like, how was it for you getting into nursing school? Like what steps did you have to take to even enter the program? Um, because, you know, it's one thing to finally graduate and be a nurse. It's another thing to try to get in yeah. and become that yeah. nurse. Hey, Toby Talks fam. Before we get deep into this episode, I have to share something with you. If you are looking for all things Toby Talks podcast and more, then download Clever FM on iOS or Android. Here, you can have access to all my in-depth show notes, search for episodes by topic, and take your own notes. And the best part is you can have a conversation with me and the community using the discussion boards. So join me on Clever FM and let's keep this conversation going. Okay, back to this episode. I definitely think nursing school and everything surrounded around nursing school is really painful, kind of, sort of, for, I don't want to say no reason, because at the end of the day, we're responsible for someone's life, you know, so that is important. You need that rigorous training. However, nursing school is just hard. Mm. (laughs) It's just really hard. And I don't think that there is a nurse out there that would say it's not. We all know that. But, I mean, getting into nursing school, getting in, I wouldn't say it was so much as difficult to get in as it was such a tedious process. Mm. You know, you, you need the courses. Okay, cool. Let's take the courses, get the grades. Awesome. But then you have to test to get in and that's agonizing. Waiting for your acceptance letter is the most agonizing thing. I mean, I remember being on Midwestern's campus, like literally going over to the advisor's office. I, she was tired of seeing me. <laughs> I mean, I she might have just been like, let her in because she keeps coming. Um, but getting in, I mean, there's a process to everything. So you do the prerequisites. You know, take the HESI. Every school is different, too. Some people do the HESI. Some people do, like, the ATI. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, every organization is different on what their requirements are. But getting in is just kind of really, like, the first step to You're so excited. You don't know what you've signed up for. I know. (laughs) you get in. So then let's talk about that. So you got into the program, and... Full disclosure, um, me and Cara actually were in the same nursing program. We actually met on campus at Midwestern State University um, starting our nursing program together. So when I say, uh, even as we're talking, the flashbacks of nursing school are coming back. Um, But I want want you to kind of share, like, what was that like? Your experience entering nursing school, especially that first, second semester. Like, I know that we talked about studying for classes. Mm. To get in is different, but once you're in, the way you study, the way you think, the way you do everything changes drastically. I don't think anyone prepares you for that. So kind of talk to me about like what that was like for you, just starting off of the program, um, coming to a school that you might not even know a lot of people either. Yeah, I didn't know. I I knew one person, literally. Mm. Um, That was Crystalline. Um, And she wasn't even in nursing. I think she was doing MassCom, not MassCom, Shoot, I can't even think right now. Law. She was doing law. So, having one friend, literally, she's an amazing friend, don't get me wrong, but you don't know anyone. And so, I'm a friendly person, so yeah, you meet people. But I also feel like that's the camaraderie of nursing school, I think, because it's like we're all suffering together, so let's stick together. Um, When I met Toby and quite a few of our other friends... 
it was more out of really a necessity for me. I was really struggling. I was so excited and I remember feeling so proud to have gotten in and like, oh, and I thought this is half the battle. And, you know, I've done fine in school before. I've never struggled really in school. And then you get into nursing school and you struggle. That's challenging, especially for someone like myself. I pride myself on having good grades. And, you know, my mom was like that. So when you feel like you've hit a brick and you're actually studying, you're doing that work, you're putting in the time and you're not getting it. It's like you wonder, is this really for me? And maybe mm-hmm. it's not for me. Um, so, you know, meeting other people definitely helped, but at the same time, I really needed it. I struggled a lot. Um, my parents were going through a divorce. Um, that extra income, that was gone. It was like, hey, we don't have that. So, either you can, you know, continue to thug it out. Thug it out. Or, I mean, I hate to, I know that's not a politically correct term, but, Honey, you that's know, a real term. Thug grind, it out. Grind and make it happen for yourself. Um, I wasn't going to go back home, you know, and do nothing because that's not even my personality. So I got a job, but in turn and and getting that job, I was working nights while I'm working 12 hour shifts at night. Mm. (laughs) You don't really have the capacity to stay up and alert for class. So it was, it was a downhill slope, um, that I struggled a lot, but I mean, in hindsight, I'm thankful for it. I definitely learned a lot, but I mean, it was truly a struggle. Mm. Um, I mean, my grades suffered tremendously. Um, so yeah. And I'm glad you even like mentioned the struggle and learned the, the different changes of learning, right? Because mm-hmm. before we get into nursing school, the way we learn, the way we pass our anatomy, our yep. literature classes, all those things are different. And we get into nursing school, you're applying the same energy of studying even more and then you're not hitting the mark because you have to for nursing school which i feel like they really don't kind of tell you that but the way you study for other classes in your undergraduate career it's not how you study for nursing school it is not memorization you can memorize i mean i was like oh i can call out everything and i'm reading questions and i'm like what is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, which is why the beauty of nursing, you are trying to critically think, mm-hmm. to look at something and where anybody else would miss it. And a nurse automatically is like, oh, no, this is a problem here. Um, but they don't really openly tell you that or teach you to study that way. So for some people, you know, you struggle in that aspect because, like you said, how you're studying for anything else you're not going to study that way for yeah. nursing so and it was a huge learning curve for it, sure I, I imagine I, I think I even shared um, you know when we were in nursing school the way I studied was completely different um, everyone else is able to like listen to literature in class go and study and read my behind was like yeah. doing note cards doing flash yeah. board games whiteboards, whiteboards at 2am doing diagrams I mean yeah. that's just how my brain I had to right. connect it because a lot of times even in our lectures and stuff, I'm not getting it. I'm the mm-hmm. kind of person that gets it hands-on. If I'm okay. able to put my hands-on, experience it, go through the process. Right. But a lot of that, a bulk is lit- like class, mm-hmm. and then then you have Sims. Yep. Where for me, I'm like, I need more Sims, Indeed. less class. I yes. can read that later. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the thing. It's yeah. a learning curve. I didn't know that that's how drastically I needed to study to yeah. get the concept. Um, so 
we talked about that. We talked about, you know, the challenges and the studying and altering your mind. And I think more students that come into the nursing program, I think that should be almost like an entry level to the nursing of For like real. your yeah. mind needs to change, how mm-hmm. you study needs to change. And maybe even figuring out how you learn mm-hmm. needs to be developed because yeah. people learn really good with the YouTube videos, with, you yeah. know, hands on. I learned even better, um, you know, we'll get into that later, was when I was actually working in the hospital as a nurse tech and seeing the things that we're talking about in Mm -hmm. school, that was like, aha, you know? So um, let's go ahead and like hop into the heavy part of this conversation, which is (laughs) when we didn't pass, when we failed out and what that was like. Can you kind of give me a prelude to what that semester was like for you and what happened when you found out that you just didn't hit the mark. Yeah. So that semester, like I said, but at that point financially, I was like literally on my own. And now, mm. you know, I have this apartment I have to pay for and I'm, and I'm off campus, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm okay. But you know, life happens. And so now it's literally like I have to make my rent and be able to afford this. I'm literally homeless and I've never been homeless in my life, you know, thank God. But, um, so I was working quite a bit and, you know, like I was pulling on my friends, you like, Hey guys, i you know, I've worked three nights in a row and I'm really tired. I'm coming to class cause I would be there, but I'm definitely going to fall asleep because I've been up for 12 hours pulling from notes and stuff. Just not really being able to really focus on nursing school as hard as it already is. Um, I mean, kudos to anyone who can pull that off and maintain amazing grades. But for me, it was just definitely a struggle. I was already struggling to figure out how I need to study and then trying to incorporate that with, you know, working. It was just a lot. Um, so I kind of backed off of work. But by the time I had backed off, it was pretty much like it was like, sis, it's too late. Like, Mm. you know, I was the ball was against me um, and I gave it my really, you know, the best shot that I could. But I missed that mark. That was probably to date. And I'm how old am I now? (laughs) That to this day, um, sometimes still brings tears to my was like the most devastating thing I've been through so far in my life. I mean, like. I've lost family members and things like that. And, you know, some people might think, wow, failing nursing school was the most devastating. It was the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me so far in my life. I mean, I literally shut down. Toby and my friends was coming over like, is the girl still alive? I mean, I look back now and think I should have just took it in stride. But I took it so hard because that's like the number one thing for me is failure. Like, I just refused to fail in life. And so I struggled with here I am and I failed at something and I had never really <laughs> failed at anything before. So I didn't really know what to do, how to navigate. You know, of course, my parents were like, well, well what have you been doing? And I'm like, you know, I've been working and they're like, you know, p- people that are in the nursing school really don't understand yeah. everything that goes into it Mm -hmm. they just look at it it's like well you work at nighttime and you go to school during the day correct but i need to be functional and have a straight level of thinking and then also i'm working so even if i am able to stay up in class when am i really studying all this material yeah so i mean it was it was hard and 
I mean, literally missing them by, I will never forget it as long as I live. I missed one class by 0.4, the other one by 0.2. And I remember just being like, mm. golly, like, you know, mm. not even a whole point or whatever. And I don't know if most people know, but you know, with nursing school, you have to make, which even that is sad in itself when I think about it, like, you have to make a 75 or above. The average person would be like, you can make a 75? But that was literally like, that 75 would have been an A. You know, in my mind, I would treat it that way. You're like, look, I'm on um, to the next. So, yeah, I mean, that was, it was, I just, I have no words sometimes. Um, I look back now and I'm thankful for it, but it was very difficult. Um, I struggled a lot. I went through, well, that's just it. I just can't be a nurse. Then I went through, I had amazing support from Toby and some of our other friends that were like, no, you are made for these. And I will say one thing that really stood out to me was one of our instructors, Miss um, Jennifer Smith. I think she went on to go to Texas Tech's nursing program. I don't know if she'll hear this, but <laughs> I thank God for her because even though I definitely was like, girl, this is it. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's not for me. She was like, don't quit. She talked about how she had failed. It was a test. She didn't fail an entire course. And she felt the same way, but she was like, you know, she was determined, like, no, I'm going to do this. So she really spoke a lot of life into me. And I, I mean, we knew each other. I was her student, but she didn't know me that well. She didn't have to take that time to pour into me. And, you know, I don't think she ever even knew if it meant anything, but it, it definitely did. I definitely hung on to her words for sure. So, mm. but it was challenging. I remember because uh, that same semester. <laughs> I as well failed, and um, I failed one course, though. So yeah. many people that are probably new to nursing, usually most programs, if you fail two classes, you are actually out, out of the program. Um, and this was my second attempt to nursing school, yeah. and I failed one class. Yeah. And it was devastating because I've already failed I've a program before, before, and I yeah. felt like, oh, my God, this is a sign saying this is not for me. Okay. I'm not doing well. Um, and I remember... I remember we felt because that was fall semester. It was right before Christmas holiday. I don't think any of us went home. Nope. We stayed on campus because we were yep. still working as well. We're working like a slave. Working <laughs> very, very hard. And I mean, Cara's being humble, but she was also tutoring. I was tutoring. I was yeah. working on campus. We're, we worked like we worked, multiple yeah. jobs. We and had we were three jobs and went Still five. struggling. Girl, I had five. <laughs> we were still struggling. Even having, you know, all the, the jobs, you know, having to pay for school. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point. How could we retain all that information? How could we do all that? And I remember one thing that we desperately needed was financial support. Mm -hmm. um, and that we desperately needed just like almost like a guidance or a mentorship, yeah. which sometimes some professors were able to play that role if you had time to see them one on one, yeah. which was very like, you know, how often can you, you know, and how much information can they really tell you? Um, but I remember, I can't remember the guy's name, but I know that at that point, at that time, the university had funded almost like an an advisory. Oh, the yeah. social worker. The social guy. worker. Yeah, he, they actually. I don't remember his name either, but I remember like how influential he was because yeah. he would actually look at resources mm -hmm. that are community. Like I remember, I couldn't even afford glasses, yeah. and he was telling me like, "Oh, okay, if you go to this area, because at that time I couldn't afford glasses." I was failing my exams because I wasn't bubbling on the Scantron correctly. Yeah, like I would circle it yeah. correctly on my paper, yeah, but on we my Scantron, we were old school, right? Bubbling. Scantron. 
And I would be missing bubbles when I go and review. And I was just like, you know, I can't afford to see me. I don't have insurance like right. that. And and he was able to give good resources. I think he remember telling me to go to Walmart. They can do your vision for $50. You can get a cheaper frame online. And I was able to get glasses. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that contribute to me failing that semester. One of them was my vision. Um, and another one was just I wasn't grasping the concept yeah. at all. And I look back, and I remember that day when we found out, because we all checked on our phone. I remember oh laying in bed and just crying, yes. crying, just That's like, horrible. I couldn't go back home. At that time, my, my family were going through financial crisis. They were actually homeless. So oh. now I'm working, and I'm sending money to support them. A lot of people didn't. I know. It was just, just kind of like, yeah. you know, you kind of just go with it. You're just hustling. You're doing what you can. You're, you know, I'm taking out student loans to help support them. I'm working my own jobs just to support myself in school and... It was a lot that semester, yeah, um, and I had to literally, I was grateful enough to have that second chance, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to cut back on some of the jobs. I had to yeah. use whatever little bit of loans I had left. But um, in in this grand scope of you know the challenges, people think that when you're in nursing school, you just have it all lined up. You have finances, mm-hmm. you have resources, you have housing, you're good to go. But in reality, these are everyday people mm-hmm. that are in nursing school who are having yeah. to battle with keeping a job, supporting their family some right. people like we had a lot of parents in our class and i was yeah. even like surprised how they were doing it and some of them were like making a's i'm like yeah. you have four kids you're going to yeah, work exactly you cooking and breakfast activities. and you activities and you're passing yeah. and so, here it is it's just you and you're like i know i'm not making it, not making it so i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but uh it definitely changes you know the understanding behind nursing school it's yeah. not people who aren't in it won't get it Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also a human, you know, you're not just this great student. You're a person that's going through life. You're dealing yeah. with parents that are going to divorce. I was dealing with parents that were struggling, just finding housing. Yeah. Um, and we were struggling just to live so, on yeah. campus. Um, so a lot. I know, I know your story about what happens next, but when you found out you failed, did you feel like you had resources to know what to do next? Because it almost feels like once you fail out of nursing school, that's it, right? You fail mm-hmm. out, you can't get back in. Um, some schools, I think in Texas, you banned, you're banned for like five years or yeah, something like so that. Actually, when I um, talked to um, the dean of the program at that time, I don't know if she's still the dean now, she actually told me, oh, yeah, well, you'll have to sit out for, I believe it, at that time it was five years. She was like, you could probably go to Vernon College. Um, which was the little like community college there in Wichita, uh, Wichita Falls, I call it Wichita, but Wichita Falls. And she's like, you could be an LVN and, you know, you could just do that. And I was like, that's not what <laughs> my intention is and that's not what my goal is. So I kind of, like I said, I was already defeated within myself um, and I just got discouraged and I was just like, mm. I could just give up and go back home because now I'm out of the nursing program, right? Mm-hmm. So what exactly really am I going to do? Um, and there was a lady there um, that I talked to and she was like, well, you know, because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to go back home. And I, like, I just don't know. And <laughs> to, just to show you how distraught I was, she was like, well, well, why would you leave the university? And I'm like, because I'm not in nursing school anymore. She's like, your GPA is fine. Like, I get that you're, you know, <laughs> you're upset yeah. that you failed out of the nursing program and your GPA took a little hit, but your GPA is fine. You can stay within the university 
if you want to switch your major. But then I was like, well, what would I switch my major to? So she goes, well, you've taken, because anyone who's in nursing knows you take a slew mm-hmm. of science courses. So she's like, I mean, why don't you just switch your major to something that translates to where you, you know, you don't have to start all the way up from scratch or you know, you have all these science courses. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know how I could do that. Like, mm. as silly as that sounds, like, I was just so focused on nursing. I'm yeah. thinking, like, I'm out of school. I can't believe this. My yeah. life is over. And she's like, honey, like, your nursing career, that might be on pause. But you can still, still do other things. with a degree, yeah. So I switched my degree. Um, I got a Bachelor's of Applied Science because I had all those science courses. And I basically was like, all right, well, I kept working at the hospital there. But I was like, go back home and find me a job and start making money. Because, I mean, what else mm-hmm. <laughs> What else is there to do? I wasn't going to stay in Wichita. So I moved back home and I started working. I worked for a health insurance company for a while. But okay. Driving there was horrible. Um, I was like, I'm really tired of this drive. And it was just really boring to me. I hate to say that. It's just very redundant. Like, you do the same thing every day at the same time. Like, at 9 o'clock, you got to get on a call. At this time, you do. And I was just like, anyone who knows, in a hospital, you don't do that. So, I was like, this, I don't like it. So, I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to go back into the hospital, the clinical setting, because that's just kind of what we did. Outside of tutoring, all of our other jobs were clinical jobs where I'm doing patient care in some way mm-hmm. um, and you thrived you liked it you yeah, loved it. yeah. I, I liked it and i don't know it just i knew for sure that's where i belong mm-hmm. that that much i knew um got a position at a major hospital in dallas as an anesthesia assistant some people say tech um basically working solely for the anesthesiologist in surgery and wow. loved it that's a great um, experience I mean, it was truly awesome. If somebody would tell me I would get that job, I'd be like, mm, no, no. Um, and that was, I mean, pretty much what I did. I worked there for about five years. Mm. <laughs> so much so that I'm not going to tell a story. I, I literally put nursing like on the back burner. Like, I'm, I'm cool with this. You know, I make good money. And well, seeing that, that's the other thing you you, what is good money? You know, when people say that, like, what what is good money? Because what I thought was good money, and I thought, oh, I could just, you know, continue to do this. And literally my last year there, you know, you go in for your annual review with the department manager who, she's a nurse, and she's like, oh, and yeah, and this is your last race because you're at the cap for your position. Wow. I'm like... There's no way <laughs> that I could be capped off at this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm I like decent things, you know. Like, I don't not super rich, but come on. So from there, I was like, okay, now what am I gonna do? Cause I'm not gonna stick around here. And she's like, oh, well, you can get certified to be a like a certified anesthesia assistant for. And so I'm like, well, does that give me more money? No, but you know, it's just it's something you. No, ma'am. <laughs> so that's when I was like, okay, and it just kept going back to nursing. No matter how much I I looked at, oh, maybe I'll be a PA. I, every it didn't matter. I tried to look at every clinical position 
that I could use because now I have a bachelor's, right? That I could get a master's or whatever in that didn't require me to do nursing because, you know, I want to stay away from that. I've already mm-hmm. had that heartache. I've been there. That's not for me. And it was just like, it just kept coming back around like, oh, well, you know, you can always do nursing. And I'm like, no. So finally, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like I had prayed about it and it was almost like it was inevitable. Like I couldn't get away from it. Um, So I was just like, I'll just go for it. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, like then I'll truly know God doesn't have this for me. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not. I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was just God wanted me to go through that to see like when I say he lined everything up from A to Z, I mean it. Like from getting into the program, I'm like, okay, my science classes are now kind of outdated because I've been out of school for a while. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to want me to retake something. My program was like, oh, no, you're fine. Like, okay. Got in the program my first semester. I made all A's. I don't like, oh, and I don't think that's like, I didn't even make mm-hmm. all A's the first time around. So I thought it was a joke. Like, is this for real? Am I like, I mean, I was doing so well. I was happy, but I was shocked at the same time mm. because I kept paralleling the first time around you didn't do this not even didn't I couldn't do that like mm-hmm. no matter how much I studied and I was studying a lot oh, I know. <laughs> but I also think this time around because I had that in the back of my head like you've you've been unsuccessful at this mm. so you you have to give your all like I mean I'm not going to make it seem like nursing school was a breeze this time around because it wasn't. But as far as like how I did academically, it was like polar opposites. Mm. And I think part of that is because of what I had been through. And literally before I took my very last exam for my last semester, asked my husband, I was a nervous wreck. I was crying, hyperventilating because of that yeah, PTSD. Fear, just of yeah. I can go in here and... This will be, you know, it was almost like, this is it. And he Mm. was like, you have to stop thinking it. Like, shout out to my husband. I love him. He is the most amazing, supportive man God could have ever given me in my life. Like, I mean, I'm literally like, I was like, I'm not going to go. Like, there's no point in going because I just, I had that much fear. And he was like, you're going to go. You've been studying. And like, I quit life to study. I was like, honey, you know, I got three step kids, but Honey, this week, they all yours. Like, <laughs> I am nowhere to be available. I quit everything. Like, they knew, like, they were quiet so that I could study. But even then, with everything I had studied, everything I knew, everything I had already done, like, I've been doing well. But it was just that fear of I could go in here and that could be it. And now, you know, it's updated. So we don't take the scantrons. We do everything on your laptop. Yeah. So when you hit that button... Your fate is right there. Like, yeah. you find out instantly if you pass or fail. And you want to be the person that closes your laptop quietly and walk out and, you know, get to the car and shout, thank you, Jesus. Because some people close their laptop and they're already sobbing. Mm. And so I'm like, oh. but, you know, God is the greatest because he worked it out. And I did so well, I shocked my own self. Like, I'm not kidding. Because I, I, at that point, and then there was the other thing. I think I only needed, like, 48% to pass, which realistically, if I had been thinking logically, 
you would think, girl, you can go in here and make a 48 at least. That was just a pass, but I still wanted to keep, I had an 86, 87. So I wanted to keep my B, so I needed to do better. I did even better than I needed to, so I was like, thank you so much, God. Look at how he came through. But yeah, I mean, it was... So let me, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. Oh, um, I probably went too far. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm, look, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, dang, this is so good. But I want to make sure that everybody understands the gap. So we graduated in 2013 mm -hmm. um, and you graduated with your my bachelor's in applied science and applied mm -hmm. sciences. So and you just graduated in 2021. Yeah. So there is a gap of yeah. when you decided like this is about what, six, seven years. Yeah, I actually because I started nursing school? school this time around in 2019, which even that was kind of bizarre because I got married and I came back from my wedding and I think I had like two week gap and started full fledged nursing school, like straight, full, no part time. Like I just hit the ground running and, you know, they have it like, oh, you can do weekends. Oh, you can do this. Oh, you can do that. And then my husband was kind of like, well, do you think it's going to be challenging? You know, work schedules. And I was just like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. Like. I really didn't have a, I don't even, and I'm a planner. I think things out, I plan everything out. I still do that now. But at that point, I really, I don't know, like now I look back and I really think it was just our God. Because mm -hmm. me today would be like, no, we have to have a plan. We have to schedule this. We have to schedule that. I was just like, I don't know. I just know I'm doing this. I don't know how it's going to get done. We just going to figure it out <laughs> together. And when you decided to to go back to nursing school, which by that time you probably had six, seven years mm -hmm. and you were talking about like how some of your science classes, you know, some programs don't take your science classes yeah. after five years and you already got a bachelor's in a university. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide to go back to a community college and get your RN license versus, or get your RN degree, which is an ADN associate's right. degree in nursing, rather than mm -hmm. going to a university and doing nursing school the four-year route again or not the four-year right. well technically yeah, it would have been because you have to take the science you class over again over. so what would what was the differences and what convinced you that you know what i can do this at a community college level yeah so for me um definitely price point so mm. let's keep it real so i have student loans for my first degree right um and my husband he's like a financial guru he budgets everything like every month it's like this is our monthly budget and you better not go over a dollar, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's already fixed in. And so we thinking about going to get another bachelor's like, well, I have a bachelor's, you know? So do I really need to go get another bachelor's and spend? I mean, like some of the programs that I were looking at is like, we're looking at between 17 and $20,000. Mm. And wow. that's like, per semester mm -hmm. and I'm like mm, no like not, I mean not semester I'm sorry per year mm -hmm. I'm not looking at being at a at a maximum $40,000 in debt um to get another bachelor's so and plus those were the universities that wanted you to take retake classes that I'm sorry I've already made an A or a B in that science course now I get it that I took that science course some time back you know I understand it, 
But even if I retake the class, what I'm gonna do? Get another A? Mm-hmm. Make a make another B? Pay another yeah. tuition? Yeah, and so I'm thinking about all that because you know I work, my husband works, but I mean we still have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. My husband has three children from his first marriage, like, and I treat them as if they're my own. You know, so we still have to live life where mm-hmm. we're trying to better ourselves. If that makes sense. So um, once I found out about. Uh, TVCC, which is the um, Trinity, I don't know if people know where that is, but it's uh, Trinity Valley Community College. They were like, oh, you already have a bachelor's, so those classes already count. Like, as long as you made an A or a B, which I did, um, you know, that counts. But their price point, like, I could afford that with ease. And so, I mean, you're looking at 1300 a semester. Wow. I'm like, yeah, and that was actually, I actually paid more. I think some of the other students who were like in the, they did go by like zip codes or whatever. Like if you live within their jurisdiction, I don't want to say jurisdiction, but, but like their county. area mm-hmm. or counties, then you pay like the in-county price. But if you live out of the county, they'll still let you attend, but you're going to pay more. But yeah, I, I paid roughly like 13 a semester wow. which I mean to some people might be like well that's, that's a lot of money but for someone who has a bachelor and compared to a university yeah, cost, makes that's student a big loan payments on yeah. time from their you know bachelors from a university that is a huge difference in hindsight now if we could really go way back if I had it to do all huh. over again yeah I probably would tell people at the bare minimum do your prerequisites at a community college only because it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, you know That's actually what I did. Do your community college and to do your two years there, then transfer into a university, you would save money. I mean, it it's, it depends on which one to do. But as you get older you start to think more about your finances. Mm-hmm. Which again I'm not trying to like hype my husband up, but I'm I will say like financial literacy is such a big thing in education especially in America, because they push, go to college, and you can go to college, but it is going to cost you. Yes. And either you're going to pay up front, or you're going to pay later when you're paying back your student loans. It just, you know, it just depends on how, how you want to do it. But And I think that shouldn't also um, exempt you from wanting to become a nurse, right? Right, absolutely. I think if you cannot afford a university, there wasn't, for me, there wasn't enough push on different ways to become mm. a nurse there's always that one way get Go, into a four-year yeah. university and get into the nursing program absolutely where i have to i'm like the rest of america we're still paying back mm-hmm. student loans but if i would have known i could have got my rn license yeah. i would have gotten a, an adn an associate's degree and get mm-hmm. my rn license at a community college and then go back to school and get a master's yeah. or just do a one-year bridge program mm-hmm. and get my and bachelor's, get bachelor's yep. i would have saved so much money so yeah. much heartache so but much places, challenges they really don't talk about that. they don't and i honestly can say from being in because now at this point i've been in two programs i've been in the bachelor's program and I've also been in an ADN or you know community college program or associate's degree whatever however you want to say it it's the same yeah like there's no like oh if you're an ADN nurse oh they're not being trained you know no the only things I think you're not getting is probably the leadership leadership courses courses. that's literally it but and then that's like another plug um I, I haven't enrolled yet but TVCC actually now has a accredited 
a BSN program oh, wow. um, that some of even my classmates have already enrolled and started taking uh, courses. And so, like, when they finish there, they will have a BSN. So, the BSN program is 12 months, just like most of them are accelerated. You can do them faster. But, yeah, it's just a bridge. And you don't even do any clinicals or anything. You know, you just do your papers it's more like i said to have that leadership role mm. and, and you I do mean, that while working too yeah. like i actually one of my coworkers, um she's a classmate and she's enrolled in the program and when she gets off work <laughs> she goes home and does her homework and so i mean for you know it just depends on i definitely think it's more cost effective if that's what you're looking for for sure and I know, too, there's always been this stigma as well, because, you know, there's a stigma like, oh, you only got your degree from a community college. You're not going to make as much or you're not going to find jobs in the hospital. You're only going to have to work at rehab or um, what is home health. So I want to hear how you successfully, after graduating, got two offers from two of the largest hospitals within Dallas, Texas, with your uh, <laughs> RN license yeah. that you got from community college. That's, That's so, what I want to highlight. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, actually, mind-blowing. I would have never thought that because um, when I, I'll go back just a little bit. When I left my job before I um, started nursing school, um, my nurse manager actually said, um, oh, well, why are you going to that program? And I was like, like I just told you, well, it's more cost effective for me. I already have student loans that I pay every month. Um, and I want to be able to continue to pay those, right? Because I don't need Uncle Sam coming after me and my <laughs> money. Um, so, and this program is just, it. I can afford it with ease. Mm-hmm. Like, without any hassle. And so she was like, oh, well, you'll never, you won't ever get another job at a major hospital. Because this is, I won't say names, but this is a huge hospital in uh, the Dallas. Not, yeah, no, actually that hospital is world um, renowned as well. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I don't know. And there was a CRNA that I worked with and she told me, honey, screw that. You have a bachelor's. Go get your license because that's the only thing you need that's how, that's holding you back, pretty much. So, I went full-fledged. So, I was nervous about that because I thought, wow, gosh, now I need to figure out how fast I can get, you know, a BSN so that I can have all these opportunities because I don't want to work at a nursing home. I don't want to work in rehab. Like, you just know. From, and not to say those places are bad to work at. They're not bad, just, but you, you wanted you to go into a different what section. areas are going to work for you. Yes. And that's okay. It's nothing wrong. No shade to any. Uh, hats off to all the nurses in every specialty, every area, because they're needed in their own, you know, their own sense. But I just knew I didn't want to do that. Um, so I, I was like, I don't know. I They had like a virtual seminar thing. And for both of these hospitals, I'm thinking there are probably people from all over Texas, right? And I logged on here. And there were people from all over the United States of America. Wow. I'm talking about like Chicago, Boston. I mean, places that I was like, how do they even? I mean, I know these hospitals are big hospitals for us. But, and maybe that was naive of me, but I was thinking surely like people probably outside of Texas probably don't even know mm-hmm. where these, that these hospitals exist. 
and I was definitely wrong. And then you log on and they tell you, okay, well, we're accepting new graduates. Um, you can apply, but we're only taking 10, 10 students or 10 new grads per specialty. Wow. And this is internship, right? So these this are like is, the yeah, they're residencies. Residencies, like, got it. So I'm like, honey, it's like almost 2,000 of us on here. Yeah. So instantly I thought, I'm not gonna get these jobs. Like, I mean, I had already applied, so what was done was done. I logged off both of them because I the first one was ten, the second one was eight. Mm. And I told my husband, "Well, I'm gonna have to keep looking for jobs because I know for a fact I'm not gonna get either one of those. Like, there's just no way." And we took the kids um, out of town for spring break, and while we're on spring break, because I'm on spring break, you know, I took off or whatever. And we're out of town and I get an email for an in-person interview. And so I thought, is this a joke? Like, you got how it. did yeah. they get Through all me? those people and pick this yeah. amazing nurse How did they get me? Graduate. So then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go out and put my best foot forward, but I need to prepare myself for I might not get picked. Mm. And these interviews were not... Some little rinky-dink interviews. It wasn't like, oh, you go in, this is that. Like, it was like a five-panel interview wow. in one day, back-to-back. Wow. Back. You had no time. Like, if I wasn't the planner that I was and had already, because I'm an overthinker, and I had already, like, wrote out all these questions that I had and concerns and, you know, just things that I wanted to talk to them about to have a better understanding of how this works. What is your expectation of me as a new grad? You know, what type of experience and training are you looking for? All these different questions that you need to ask. But I wasn't prepared to ask for five panels. Wow. I mean, I had a ton of questions, but I was just going, you know, you go through the list. I'm probably going to ask one, two, maybe three, four. So once we did that and she's like, okay, and then you're going to go here. And then you're going to go here. I mean, mentally in my head, I was like, I'm definitely not going to get this job because I'm overwhelmed mentally. Um, but I guess I did well enough. I don't know. I got offers from both. I was blown away. Mm. But I ended up going with the offer for the ER just because that was a more of the experience that I wanted to gain. That when I was in nursing school, we did get some ER clinicals. But with COVID, it was so challenging. Mm. Uh, I mean, so much so that like... Because I really wanted some ER clinicals, I drove to a hospital in Greenville. That was an hour and 15 minutes away from my house. Wow. And But I wanted it. And it was at night. I'm not a nighttime person anymore. But I was able to do it. But even then, I, I think I did like five rotations there. That's that's five days. That's not a, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a lot to, give you, to give you that experience. And so, people assume that with clinicals, you're yeah. being exposed, but you're not really getting to get the real, yeah, it's a because, short period of time. Yeah. It's only a few departments mm -hmm. that you really get to see. Yeah. So you, um, I mean, like my last two were full 12s, which I was thankful for that because you got to, you know, see more. But I mean, it was just, I felt like I kind of missed out on that because mm -hmm. of COVID and all the changes that were going on at that time that I was like, you know what? I've seen the OR life. I know how to navigate the OR. I know sterile technique. I know all of that. I don't know much of anything <laughs> about 
ER yeah. nursing. So So the first offer you got was for, for yeah, the operation room. operation mm-hmm. nurse and then yeah. this one was for ER. Yeah. So, you know, we are very transparent mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times that's what's missing in nursing. We don't talk about the finances, right? Yeah. So, when you got this second offer, I mean, you had two offers. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind sharing how much those offers were and how you yeah. were able to negotiate yeah. what you wanted for the offer that you selected? Yeah. So, my first offer um, was for, I believe that not they, they are the biggest hospital in the state of Texas, um, if not this region of the U.S. I mean, it's a level one trauma center. They're both level um, one trauma centers, but that particular hospital, um, they offered me twenty four fifty an hour. For a like new I grad. said, for a new, I'm a new grad nurse um, in the OR. Um, and hey, I mean, I took it. What am I, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Are you gonna go back and forth with this powerhouse? No, you're gonna take that because if not, somebody they'll fill your spot. Like mm-hmm. you know. So, um, when I got the second offer, which again, I really wasn't expecting, I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and it was really weird because they were like, well, what do you want? And I don't know what I want because I'm a new grad. I thought you were going to tell me like how much you should me. pay me. Yeah. yeah. And so I just kind of. Threw out a number, and I'm not going to tell a story. I really thought that they would say, well, no, um, we'll give you this based on, and they took my offer, and that was for 28 I just said $28 flat, and they're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do $28.33, and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm... You know, I, I maybe maybe I should have said more. I don't know. I really didn't know a number to say because I really wasn't expecting and anyone to ask me. Don't even prepare us yeah. as new grads what we should be expecting. What's yeah. in the what's what's in the market value yeah. right now in our certain area and how to even negotiate right. as a new grad because you do feel like it's yeah. almost like getting back into nursing school, right? Yeah. You got accepted. You're not going to tell them you're. <laughs> You're not going to tell them, like, hey, I know I got accepted, but can I start on this day? You're not going to negotiate with them. So, I I don't know. But, yeah, so um, I started off in the ER at $28.33 an hour. And um, I thought, hey, you know, I'm doing really well for myself. And I think I had been in for about maybe five so months, something like that. And um, my, my classmate, she's like, hey, I work at this surgery center. I know you have OR experience. Aren't you working in the OR? Because I was supposed to be working in the OR. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not really working in the OR. I'm in the ER. And she's like, oh, oh, well, that's cool. Well, you know, so I apply for this position. And I'm like, okay, well, I can, you know, I'll work it part-time or something like that when I'm not working at my main job. And this lady's like, okay, well, um, you know, based on your experience, because again, now at this point, I'm like, well, I should research and see so that I'm better prepared mm-hmm. now what, you know, what I can offer. So I'm thinking about my base pay, right? My 28 33 an hour. And so I'm like, okay, so maybe I should probably go in there and ask for, I don't know, like 32 33 like something like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, based on your experience and everything, and we were really impressed with your resume, we're going to offer you uh, $41.50 an hour. Wow. What? I'm like, 
Okay. What? Yeah, so I was really shocked. I'm like, I mean, I could go from this to that. like. <laughs> and you have to also count like your experience yeah. as an OR tech. I think sometimes we discredit the yeah, fact I that we didn't, discredited we didn't work with an RN credentials, yeah. but we had a lot of, you had a lot of experience working as an OR anesthesiologist yeah. tech. And so, yeah, that was, is phenomenal. I was really taken aback. I'm like, okay, so now, I mean, it's kind of like just getting that experience Perfecting my craft, learning the profession, making sure that I'm, you know, keeping up on my skills and everything just to make myself not only like a better nurse, but to also pass this information along to people because no one talks about this stuff. I mean, almost all of my friends, except for like my childhood friends, most of them are nurses. Um, and no one talks to you about, I mean, they have more years of experience under their belt, but no one talks to you about what their starting pay was, mm-hmm. how to negotiate your pay, how to negotiate based off what experience you already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people take all of that into account, even if you yourself discredit it. And I definitely did that. So I was like, thank you, God. You know what, Cara? I am just... Of course, me being your friend, I've been privileged to just follow you through this whole journey. And I've just been so inspired by your tenacity of not giving up, of, of you know, continuing that run to become a nurse. And I love the fact that you shared with us, you know, your beginning, your middle, the challenges, where you are now, how you've gotten, you know, an amazing job, how you finally became a nurse, but did not discredit all those years that made you who you are today. Um, so as we wrap up this conversation, which has been just phenomenal because I am like blown away the fact that you're even sharing a lot of your experiences for those who've probably failed out for those who are probably married with kids and trying to get back into nursing school for those who are trying to get their first job and don't know how to negotiate or don't know what to look for or even just the fact that you talk so much in details about that mental struggle of Mm -hmm. you know trying again and still having that fear of failing and not giving up Um, But for those who are listening to this conversation who might be in any of those boats or might see themselves in you, what advice or encouragement can you give them um, that will resonate with them as we kind of end this conversation? Yeah, I the biggest thing for me throughout all of this has been like literally my faith in God. I mean, I'll be real. I've gotten down on myself. I've given up. I've attempted to give up. And I definitely feel like God has his own way of bringing things full circle. We don't understand things when they happen. Because even me, I think, God, I did so amazing the second time around. Like, I mean, like, so amazing. Why couldn't I do that the first time? And then you focus on that. But then it's like, why? Because, that's you know, you've moved past that. But my faith really kept me grounded. I mean... I'm not going to say I didn't waver because I definitely did. I was just like, oh, whatever. Like that the worst thing that could have ever happened to me has already happened. So, mm. you know, you know, I almost kind of like poor me, like pity me, feel bad for me. But even in all of that, God really um, blessed me in ways that I really didn't expect. But for anyone, I think, I mean, even if you're not a religious person or a spiritual person, believe in you. There are people that have come along who have helped me, encouraged me, who were complete strangers before I met them. Like, almost kind of like, 
why do you want to help me? Why, you know, why are you being so kind and generous? But then you have to think like when you're praying to God and you're asking God, like, Lord, I need help. So, and then you may not be saying that, like, maybe you just feel like, oh, I'm struggling. I need some type of help. Like you might say that to yourself, but then when someone comes along to help you, it's like, well, that's not really what I was expecting my help to look like, but it's still help. Like believe in yourself. And I do believe that in this world, people are still kind. I've encountered a lot of people who have just been kind to me, encouraging me, helping me to feel like, you know what, girl, you can do this. You got this. You need a really strong support system. But even if you don't believe in yourself, uh, I mean, for me, my husband, my close friends like you, my other friends who are nurses, they definitely kept me going, kept me pushing my mom. But all in all, my faith i just i relied so heavily on that because i think i knew this time around like i can't do it <laughs> by myself because i've tried already and that didn't work out so stick with it hang in there it is hard but you can do it it's tough but i always say it's tough but you're tougher I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode and that you've been left with some gems that are really going to empower you on your journey. But now I need your help. As you know, I started a foundation called Toby Tajimabo Nursing Foundation, and our mission is to address the nursing shortages and high burnout rates that are affecting healthcare. So how are we doing that? Well, we're doing it through mentorship services, educational resources like this podcast, and scholarships. And currently, we are raising $5,000 to give to students who are in financial need this academic school year. So if you want to support our cause and you love listening to this podcast, go to our website at ttnfoundation.org to donate or become a Patreon where you can get exclusive content and updates on the latest episodes and so much more. And don't forget, the conversation doesn't end here. Download Clever FM and join me in our live discussion boards and let's keep this conversation going. Till next time, talk to you soon.